Yo, what the hell is carnival? What's a fat? What's juve? Juvert. <laughs> I'm going to answer all of these and more coming right up. I'm your host, Sha, and you're tuned in to the Ting's Nice Podcast. Being here means that you're ready to learn a little bit more about the Caribbean carnival culture. Whether you're a newbie or a longtime carnival veteran, you're guaranteed to step away with new knowledge. Let's talk to Ting's. All right, y'all. So we are hopping right in. No segments, just straight facts. So back in like 2016, I dropped a blog on this very topic and I felt like it's time for a revisit. I wanted to um, make sure that my newbies who are just getting into this carnival life, I wanted to make sure that you guys are well prepared. So this is the reason for this special Edition. So make sure that you check out the show notes for the revised blog, the link to the revised blog. So as an educator, I, you know, I, I got to lay the foundation for you guys. I, I got to make sure that you are coming into this carnival thing the right way. You know what I'm saying? So carnival goes back to like the 18th century and it's believed to have originated in Trinidad. No surprise there. Um, but yeah, the, the music, the dancing, the costumes, those have always been key components to carnival. Back in the days of slavery and slave Africans used carnival as a platform to mock their oppressors. And to keep from getting caught, they used to dress up in all sorts of costumes and masks so that they could openly poke fun at the slave masters and the European rulers without revealing their true identities. Now, keep in mind that the slaves brought to the Caribbean were from various African tribes and cultural backgrounds, each having their own set of traditions, music, dance, masquerade rituals, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's nothing different from what we see across the Caribbean countries today when we have carnival. Carnival also served as a way for the slaves to celebrate their cultural heritage from their specific tribe. It helped to maintain a sense of identity and forge a sense of community among everyone who was participating. It became a space for celebrating freedom and expressing cultural pride. And to this day, it remains a symbol of resilience, resistance, and cultural unity. So before you go judging our Dutty Fets and being fearful of all the Black bodies coated in thick Black oil, do your research. I highly recommend following the Know Your Caribbean Instagram account. I also suggest visiting the individual pages for each country's carnival for the most accurate information. Wikipedia is cool, but it is not 100% correct. So let's get into some some general definitions. So you might hear people say, oh, we have an alarm tomorrow night. So <laughs> a lime is an unofficial gathering. And this is my own definition, right? It's an unofficial gathering of individuals with like a common purpose of enjoying music, drinking, eating, and just basking in each other's company. Limes generally have like smartphone DJs playing the latest mixes. Um, it's a little potluck situation. Everybody bring a bottle and it's just very intimate. And they're normally at somebody's house, right? Or somebody's apartment. Then you may hear the word fet, fet, fet used a lot as in which fet you're going to for Labor Day. So a fet is a full-blown party that 
you have to pay for, which is complete with a venue, with DJs, with bars. It's really the next step up from a lime. And and what you need to understand is that there are different types of fats, okay? So here's here's a quick rundown <laughs> of the, the types of fat that there are. So there's a wet fat, which is like, there's wet fats and there are foam fats. And both of those are basically you getting wet with throughout the party with foam or with water hoses, whatever it is. I love foam party. I love all fats, actually. Just let me just say that right now. Um, and then you have like dutty fats or also known as juve fats where you're getting powder or paint or oil or mud or all of the above like thrown on you throughout the party. Then you have a breakfast fat. And a breakfast fat is a party that's really held like early in the morning and they should be providing you uh, with breakfast. Um, then you have cooler fats, which I love. And cooler fats are the ones where you are allowed to bring, yes, actual coolers to the event and you fill it with your beverages, your spirits of choice. And normally like you would have to take the contents from the glass bottles and pour them into plastic um, containers for safety purposes. But you're, you're bringing whatever it is that you want to drink, which is that there's so much beauty in that. You don't have to go to a bar. Sometimes there are bars and you would go there to get um, the chasers or whatever. But for the most part, you're bringing what you want. And I love, I just love the the freedom with that because sometimes you don't know what the bar is going to have and you know what you want. You can trust yourself and you, and you know what you want to drink. So you're going to bring that. So that's really why I love um, cooler fets. And then, um, and then you have boat rides and boat rides are fets, right? They're parties on the water. The downfall to boat rides, and while they can be lovely and I do enjoy them, you, you, number one, you have to make it on time, right? Like this isn't one of those situations where you arrive super late and expect to still make the event. Like you will get left. People have gotten left at the dock. Okay. So you have to be there on time. But then the other thing to note is like once you're on the boat, you're stuck there. Like, you cannot leave early, <laughs> right? Like you have to really consider your choices when going on a boat ride because there might be a fet that you're attending after. And if that boat ride extends beyond the time that they said it was going to end, you're kind of screwed, especially if you really wanted to go to the next fet that's afterwards. Um, and that's happened um, to me before. And also like if the boat ride sucks, again, you can't go anywhere. You just got to sit up there, curl up in the corner and wait for it to, and wait for it to finish. So that's that. Make wise choices when it comes to choosing boat rides. Then um, you may hear a lot of vets say something like, well, that is a unicorn fet, so I ain't holding my breath. So a unicorn fet is a party that is extremely difficult to secure tickets for. And oftentimes you have to know someone that's a part of the planning committee or a part of the promotion team in order to get tickets. So they're very, very, very exclusive events. If you do happen to get into a unicorn fit, big up yourself, okay? Um, but let's touch on some road basics really quick. You have juve, and then you also have pretty mass. Now, I used the word juve earlier to describe one of the fet types. So to my knowledge, juve derives from a French phrase that means like daybreak or morning. And juve is really like, it's a street party. It's a parade that's normally held like at the crack of dawn. And it's an event where you get dutty. And 
they're throwing powder and paint and mud and chocolate and oil in some cases, depending on where you are. And you follow the music trucks and you dance, oftentimes without behavior, and you get drenched in the elements. There is zero judgment at Juve. You dress however you want. And honestly, I feel like it's probably one of the most liberating experiences. Like I love, I love a good Juve. Then you have Pretty Mass, which is kind of like the opposite of Juve. You're definitely not dirty, (laughs) right? You're more, uh, let's see, funky, fresh, dressed to impress, ready to party, right? So (laughs) you're, um, you're you're all dolled up, you're all dapper, and you're extravagant costumes. Ladies, your makeup is flawless. You're trying to present like the ultimate you on the road, right? So we're gonna dive a little deeper into this whole mask thing. So before I got into this life, into this carnival chasing life, like I really thought that you had to be like part of a dance troupe or you had to be part of a social club in order to be on the road with a carnival band. But I was so wrong. So a mass band and mass is short for masquerade. A masquerade band is a group that participates in the parade and the whole goal for them is to win band of the year. And there are other categories as well, but it is a competition for um, the most part in, in a lot of um, majority of the country. So these groups are like, they're responsible for providing the costumes, they're providing they're responsible for providing the drinks and other services that patrons are going to have while being on the road. And each mass band, like every year, each mass band presents a variety of costumes and the costume variations are known as sections. And anybody can sign up to join a mass band as long as there's space and there's no dance experience required. There's no nothing like you just you're just going, you're just running, you're you're giving them the money and you're registering. Boom, that's it. Um, so the way that you join a band is is pretty simple. So most bands have a live band lunch. And honestly, nowadays with good old technology, there are more virtual band launches that are happening in on social media. And that's a whole, we can talk about that in another episode. But normally at the end of a band launch, which is really a fashion show slash fets where you get to see what the, the band is presenting as costumes. So there are models coming out wearing each of the costumes. And so you get to see what they look like. So at the end of the launch, you will have the opportunity to register for the section of your choosing. So if you're there, um, you can register that night. Like if you're physically um, in the space on the island at the band launch, you can register that night. If you're not, then you can register once the website goes live. Or if you know someone that is on island, you can ask them to register for you. But in all in all cases, no matter how you register, you need to have your deposit money ready to secure your costume. So how do you go about picking a costume? I mean, honestly, it can be super easy or it can be difficult, especially if you're not sure what you're looking for. I personally recommend that you consider style, you consider the comfort of it, and of course you consider the cost and really think about what's most important to you out of those things and go from there. Ladies, I want you to keep in mind that 
there are so many options when it comes to costume selection. So backline, you have frontline, you have midline, you have section leader, there's so much. But backline costumes are basically the simpler versions of a design. They're generally less expensive and they're more dancer dancer friendly. And then you have uh, frontline costumes, which really are the exclusive costumes that have like that wow factor. And then like the frontline packages, like they may come with like additional perks, like uh, photo shoots or makeup sessions or extra goodies or massages. Like it could be a variety of things. And then sometimes, which is like what's beginning to be like a new trend or like midline. So it's not quite backline. It's not really frontline, but it's somewhere in between. And then honestly, what what I like about playing mass is like the all inclusive experience that you get, which is really the big reason behind the price point. So packages generally vary by organization. So you would be talking about like your costume, the drinks on the road, the DJs, the food, which normally is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, again, depending on the band. And there's often a goodie bag that you get as a keepsake that is filled with like snacks and mugs and rags and other fun treats that you should find useful for carnival. And don't get me wrong, some goodie bags are like thebomb.com and then some goodie bags are like, yeah, uh, y'all could keep this. But for the most part, they're pretty nice. Then the other thing that I want to make note of uh, when it comes to carnival is that there are some carnivals that span the course of two days. So for example, Trinidad, St. Lucia, Green, St. Kitts, and those are just to name a few of them. But on day one, you would be in, or you might be like in full masquerade, right? And then on a, on the other day, you would wear something that's a little less, less extravagant. For example, like in Trinidad, Monday wear outfits are worn on the Monday before Pretty Mass. And Pretty Mass that day for Pretty Mass is known as Carnival Tuesday. So, um, on on those alternative days, it's really an opportunity for you to get creative and like flaunt your stuff. And so some people go all out while others kind of keep it simple with like a stylish yet and trendy um, swimwear. And then when it comes to Monday where you can either like you can make it yourself or you can enlist the talents of a costume designer. So you have costume designers who freelance um, and you know they make uh, custom orders for you. And then you have designers who actually launch lines specifically for Monday where that they mass produce for a certain amount of people um, for each of their sections. So fast forward. You've chosen a costume, you've put your deposit down, you have officially registered for said band, right? You can pay everything up front or you can pay in installments and there's usually a deadline to pay in full. Um, some bands allow you to make um, the final payments in person upon costume collections and Speaking of costume collection, that's something that happens on site. Like nobody's mailing you a costume in advance unless you got it like that, like that. You know what I'm saying? But but normally 
the costume distribution schedule is posted on the band's social media platforms and you will be able to see what days they'll allow you to pick up for your section. So generally at pickup, all you have to do is you're bringing your identification, you're bringing your confirmation of registration or your receipt, and then you're bringing your balance if you haven't paid it already. For example... For the distribution schedule, if you are in section A and they tell you that section A's pickup will begin on Wednesday, then you have to wait until Wednesday to go and get your costume, but you are able to pick it up anytime after Wednesday. But what is not able to happen is you're not going to be able to go there on a Monday and pick up section, you know, and pick up that section on that Monday. You have to wait until they are ready. And um, I do have a uh, vlog about this um, that I will put the link in the show notes to that really talks specifically about uh, registering for bands and, and costumes and collection, all those uh, extra tips and stuff that um, that I drop for you. Really, another thing that I wanted to touch on is that if you are that person and you decide to uh, travel and go to a carnival last minute and you want to look for a costume or you want to look for fat tickets or lodging opportunities on short notice, then there's this website um, called findaband.com, link also going to be in the show notes, which basically is the Caribbean marketplace for all things carnival. Um, I do want to warn you to definitely tread uh, with caution on there, especially when making purchases, but it can really be a true gem. I've been able to exchange um, carnival, you know, uh, bras and accessories on there. I've been able to buy and sell FET tickets. Um, people have secured lodging on there. Um, people who may not be able to go to a carnival anymore have, you know, sold their costumes on there. So there's definitely a, a way to kind of still be involved and plugged in if you haven't uh, had the time to properly plan there, there, you know, there's always a way. Technology within the carnival world has drastically improved since I first recorded this episode. Many bands these days are using the Playmass app, which also serves as a marketplace for those who want to resell their costume or resell FET tickets. So people no longer have to go to find a band because there are tech companies like this who are starting to surface on the carnival scene. Now that you know all of that, right? I think um, the final things that I wanted to share in this newbie crash course are this. So carnival ain't cheap, okay? It's not cheap. You have to consider a variety of things. And I'm gonna tell you what those things are. So you have to consider the flights. You have to consider lodging. You have to consider fets, the band, your costume, your food that you're going to (laughs) eat. You have to consider the leisure activities. And yes, I do highly recommend that wherever it is that you go, you need to 
explore that land, right? You need to explore that country, get to know it, do some sightseeing. Like don't just go there for the actual parade. Don't just go there for the fets. Go there and really uh, immerse yourself in in the culture. And then the other thing that you need to um, remember is that, and you need to budget for, is the travel while you're there. So whether that's um, getting a rental car or whether that's hiring a personal driver or just uh, Ubering if that country has it or getting taxis, like those are things, all of those things are things that you need to consider when um, figuring out your budget for these carnival trips. Um, it is a lot. Um, and if you find that uh, planning for it <laughs> is too overwhelming, then there are carnival concierge services that you can enlist the help from, of course, for a fee. Um, and I'm actually going to drop some of those links in the show notes as well and in the blog post. So there are ways and there are people out there that are willing to help you. And also there are groups, um, that are out there as well. So if you, you know, wanted to kind of get your feet wet in this carnival life, but you don't really know where to start, then you can definitely, uh, join some groups. So I can also drop those, drop those links down there for you as well. So there's a number of people um, that you can connect with before you even reach and just kind of start to build your bonds that way. And then lastly, what I really wanted to touch on <laughs> is that um, when you when you start this carnival life, really, really, really uh, try to go at your own pace. Like there's this myth that Carnival is a no sleep situation, and I believe that to be false. Okay. Um, it certainly depends on the person, so it depends on you. And I will say, though, that carnivals are more adventures <laughs> than they are vacations. They are not vacations. However, you can rest during carnival, but how much sleep you get depends on the schedule that you create. So if you want the full experience um, at a certain carnival, then, you know, sleep may not exist for you and you may be more of uh, a power napper because of your schedule. But if you don't plan to have like this jam-packed schedule, then sleeping is certainly possible. It's all up to you. So again, if if you're a newbie out there, I really, the, I think the key word is pace, right? You have to pace yourself, not just with the 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 FET schedule that you create, but also when you are FETing, right? So if you're scheduled to go to uh, two FETs a day or more, right, you need to make sure, and especially if you are a drinker, then you need to make sure that you are pacing yourself with the liquor. You don't want to be TKO, uh, by the first fet and then you never make it to those other fets because <laughs> you have been passed out. Um, you don't want to do that. You don't want to waste your money. And then the same thing goes with the sleep as well. Like you don't want to be sleep deprived. I have been there. <laughs> I have fallen asleep standing up at a fet because I was tired or I was tired and intoxicated, right? So don't, don't be that person. Don't waste your money. Honestly, if you, you know, don't know how you're going to be what I what I like to do, especially if there are fets that have, um, you know, that may not that are certainly not unicorn fets. If there are fets that, you know, still have uh, tickets or whatever, then I'll 
I'm like, you know what? I'll buy that when I get there. And if I feel up to it, I'll get a ticket at the door. If not, at least I didn't uh, I didn't waste my money. You don't want to be that person that's that's scrambling, trying to sell a ticket or whatever because you're too tired. So just really, really um, pace yourself when it comes to that. You want to be able to enjoy the fets, enjoy the road, but you also want to be able to just get rest and, and have that nice downtime and actually take in um, take in the island or wherever it is that you are uh, to have a little leisure time. So I think that's really, really, really important. So if you have questions, of course, you know that you can drop them at podinbox.com forward slash tings nice or hit me up in my DMs on social media. But I really hope that this uh, crash course was helpful for my newbies. I'm out. <laughs>